0: Hello Sustainable Friends and welcome to Let's Act, Sustainably Developing Africa and Beyond podcast. Here we will share bold and innovative solutions that will help us tackle social, economic and environmental issues that affect sustainable development. The Let's Act podcast series will amplify voices of people from communities, businesses, academia, Civil society organizations and more who will share real experiences that will drive development for an Africa we want. My name is Tokumbo, Talks for Short, Ifachiroti, and I am your host. It is time, let's act, Africa. hello hello and welcome to our podcast titled let's act sustainably developing africa and beyond today we'll be talking about the japa syndrome lost to africa and Give to the Diaspora. And my guest is Fumi Ajayi. Fumi studied economics at the Ondo State University, worked as an accountant with the Industrial Training Fund for over two decades, and has had the opportunity to travel to several conferences across the world. Thank you. I know it's Christmas time. Everybody's having their cakes and pies and everything, but you found time to close out on the year 2022 podcast. Welcome, Fumi. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so now for me, Let's talk. I'm excited to have you on this podcast to discuss this topical issue about the JAPA syndrome. And mm. it's all of us talking about what's happening with our human resources. Is it dwindling? How are we still going to develop the African continent, especially with this huge wave of our youth actually leaving Nigeria and Africa and the kind of impact this is going to have on the development of the African continent? So, my first question really is what does JAPA mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Japa is a word uh, that uh, coined by Nigerian mainly. Japa is uh, looking for greener pastures, moving from Nigeria to look for greener pastures in the Western world. <laughs> that's just the meaning of
0: Japa. <laughs> okay, yes. well, wow. all right then. That that gives some clarity because yeah, when you talk about that migration, then there has to be something that's defining this. Why do they want to live? Mm-hmm. In? What do they expect to see? What are they leaving behind? What are their long term short term, medium term plan. So since everybody's Mm. talking about this, you know, Japa syndrome, what do you think Mm. the impact is on the development of our youth and Nigeria as a nation?
1: From my own standpoint, I feel like this uh, Japa syndrome. The effect on Nigeria in the short run, if they are actually going to study abroad and coming back, Mm -hmm. is not bad. But mostly, this Japa thing—they go and they don't think of coming back. That way, all the best brains are leaving Nigeria to go to the Western world in search of greener pastures. And you know why that is, you know, because I know Tokumbo. You are you are in Nigeria, even if you don't stay in Nigeria, but you know what it is yes. you know that because of the insecurity inflation no job for youth those are the reasons why people are leaving you see students they go to school after graduating they can't find jobs so you know it's mm. becoming a problem and you know there is this saying that goes that and i do and is the devil's workshop mm. a lot of them are into bad things they do drugs politicians can easily influence them with small money and they mm-hmm. become torn so i think that is basically the reason why youths are moving they can't tend to see a better future ahead of them so they have to leave the country in search of greener pasture.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes I agree you know short term sounds like yeah everybody's going to look for greener pastures. Mm. Medium term yeah that's fine probably when they finish their studies if they're moving abroad to study they get a job abroad and then maybe they have their families. Long term <laughs> How is this going to impact on Nigeria?
1: (laughs) In the long term, the effect is overstretching the economy. These things don't come easy. Studying abroad doesn't come easy. A Mm -hmm. lot of families have to mop up all their resources to send some of their children abroad. So this we tell in the economy because, you know, these funds are leaving the country never to come back. Mm -hmm. You understand? Then we have a lot of brain drain. All our skill labels are leaving And the country is just there. Nobody wants to come back to develop it. Once Mm. these people go, they don't even think of coming back because life is easy for them. Like there's a guy I follow on Twitter. He was giving his story or now he was living in a one-room apartment in Lagos, we're sharing toilets and everything. He's now Mm. a PhD holder and he's a lecturer in the UK. So he's saying for as many people that he can help, he would rather help them. He Mm. helps people free to move as long as you're coming through the route of education, you know, Mm -hmm. and and as a Black person. So, you see, in the long run, nobody to develop our own country
0: Mm. because
1: the people that ought to do it are leaving the country.
0: It's very frustrating, you know, when you hear the stories of people, you know, and these mm-hmm. are especially youth from all walks mm-hmm. of life. I mean, I'm exactly. very much familiar with what's going on, being the assistant director of the Industrial Training Fund and head yes. of finance and accounting. And you've got over 21 years experience working in the human resource space. So I'm sure this you would see this on a daily basis. But the thing that really strikes me the most, you know, when you talked about the long term, and then you also talked about people who are out there who have tried and tested and are flourishing in the diaspora. Yes. The the next question is, Jakbar has been around for a while. I remember, you know, like our parents, Jakba, you know, they left Nigeria Mm -hmm. and went all over here. But I remember Mm. then when, you know, we would sit down and talk with our parents and find out what made them leave, what was incentive. For them, there was always a route back home because Mm. the African continent and Nigeria then was was a good, soft landing space. Then we had just discovered oil, things many incentives given to them to draw them back home after they finish learning abroad and to bring those skills back to Nigeria. And it just doesn't only happen in Nigeria. I mean, I know the Chinese, they do that as well. You know, they send tons of people out to the states, go study and come back home. Same thing with the Indians, go out and come back home, bring these skills back home, to develop our nation. In your own experience, have you ever seen that kind of modus operandi, should I say? (laughs) Not really. I don't see it happening.
1: You see... If you even take a statistics of the people that are in UK that you know, mm. how many of them have you seen talking about coming back? I had a friend in the university that left immediately after we graduated. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time she came to Nigeria. Mm. You understand? So yeah. you see, for us, the environment is not conducive. Mm-hmm. And coupled with this insecurity, even for those of us that have chosen to remain here, we have fear because nobody is really doing anything about Mm. you understand yeah and uh, let me not say nobody but you see the effect is not felt no matter what they're doing you can't really feel it Mm. like this festivity period now you know this christmas most times you will see that uh, people travel they're excited to travel as a nigerian if you see an Igbo man not going to the village during christmas you must know that something is amiss yeah you understand presently one Igbo man called me like two days ago, I was like, Madam, ah, I'm expecting you. You are not buying rappers this year. We used to buy to give out Christmas. Mm-hmm. But yes. this year isn't easy. So, you know, I didn't go. And the man called me and I'm like, ah, what are you still doing in Lagos <laughs> by this time of the year? And the man goes, Ah, <laughs> Madam, money no deal. I said, you see, bad you know, they, man. that's why me, man. you don't see me. You get <laughs> yeah. so,
0: see, It, it has a, effect,
1: a ripple effect. I'm telling you. And it's telling a lot on the economy of the nation. Mm. Because all these people that are out and the infrastructures that we need to yes. develop our country they are not there. Mm. So you see, it's only when the environment is conducive, you can now allow people to come back. Yeah. Like you said about our parents, a lot of them that, that travel there, they are always eager to come back, bring mm-hmm. the skills, bring the everything back home. That's they want to come back home to settle down and improve their own country. I don't know. Maybe you you are aware of one uh, an American Nigerian that died last year or this year. Hmm. He left the US, came home in you know, Ogbomosho. Yeah. Do you know the story? You don't. And he not me. Okay. I hope you know how he was killed. For yes. somebody that wants to come back home to develop his own community. Hmm. You see, this scares people. Like some friends, we tell you that. So when when I put that post on Japa, some of my friends called me and like, Fumi, why, why do you think we'll come home? Like this man, what have you people done? He was killed. So, you know, the environment really is not conducive. And until we come together, you know, and work together to solve this problem of insecurity and everything and corruption that has eaten deep into our people, hmm. we cannot forge ahead. And
0: that is really a bone of contention, isn't it? isn't it? Because, yeah. I, I mean, like like you quite rightly pointed out, you know, I, I love Nigeria. I really do. And that's why, you know, I'm always... <laughs> in yes, I can see. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is that, and I'm not the only one. I know of quite a number of people in the diaspora who have really tried their best, their own quota. Some have actually left the diaspora, whatever country they're in, to go back um, to Nigeria to try to, A, give back, or B, the skills that they have and the knowledge that they have to impact in the country for development. And um, I don't know if you know of this, I've forgotten his name now, but I know he was in the States too. He's into cars. There was a time when, you know, they appointed him in Nigeria to come back with his skills and everything. I'm not sure if it was to build the automobile industry or what to contribute to that. But everything just went quiet after a couple of months. So Mm. I understand when you say the environment may not be conducive. I think even conducive needs to be defined again, because (laughs) if they leave the shores of the diaspora, they have one thing in their mind. They want to go make this work. There's equality. There's making sure that we just want to do it in the right way. But the processes on the systems in place are not favorable to enable them to be able to work in such a way that they can grow the whatever space that they find themselves So I guess when you talk about the environment not being conducive, that's something that is is stalling people from from coming back. And then the second one that you talked about, you know, may he so rest in perfect peace. Security is very, very important. Mm -hmm. There's something you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation. You said a lot of families are being left behind to to mop up, especially the financial needs. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are selling almost everything to leave the shores of Nigeria. What has been your own experience in terms of speaking to people? Okay, you know why people are
1: selling? is because, in fact, I can give you two examples from people that we got into the fund. That's my office together. Yes. One, we are on the same rank. I'm on the same rank with him. He's leaving Nigeria as I speak to you this December Hmm. or first week in January. And I'm like, after working for 21, 22 years, where would you go? And he's like, no, I need to secure my children's future future mm. you know and that got me thinking because we are like we have uh eight years left in service because by 60 we should be retired you understand yeah. as a yeah. civil servant then you know you what you now start thinking is if somebody is living at 52, 53, what strength do you have again? What mm-hmm. do you think you can achieve? But, you know, they feel like, no, it's better to go out there and suffer. And uh, then suffer in cold and make the money and uh, secure their children's future. Nobody wants their children to like experience Nigeria anymore. So that's why a lot of people leave. Mm. you understand they are like ah, let me go to a place where my life is secured yeah. let me go to a place where even if i have to buy on credit i know i can pay back let mm-hmm. me go to a place that is organized let me go to a place where i am i have assurance that things will get better you mm-hmm. understand yeah. if yeah. not for me but for my children another one is a deputy director once you get to a deputy director you only have one more promotion which is a political appointment for you to become a director. And when they told me he left, I'm like, why would you leave at this age and for and you've gone this far? She must have served for 26 years. Why leave when you have four more years to just be your retirement? But just like I said, everybody wants a secured future for themselves and for their families and their children, most especially. That's why they are leaving. And until we look deep into these things, police is reformed. People are being punished for doing wrong things. And we deal with corruption. I can't
0: see us forging ahead. People keep on saying it's going to get better. And the reason why they say it's going to get better is because Nigerians are not lazy. Um, Mm,
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we have a huge number of our youth. Who are doing excellently well in 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 the different countries, you know, and even ones in Nigeria. If the environment was good enough, they have tons of skills, they have tons of ideas that they can turn into a money making machine. But then we just don't have that vehicle to, to to make that happen. And so, how do you think Nigerians are balancing this move? So leaving Nigeria <laughs> and moving out to another country. Who sometimes it's not as easy as it sounds. Uh, you say, you- you just, you mentioned uh, that Nigerians are
1: hardworking. Yes, because of their hard work and resilience, it's easy for them to balance when they get out. You know, it's not easy, just like you just said. It's not mm. easy for Nigerians out there. But because Nigerians are hardworking mm. and with a conducive environment, they try their best to achieve. Mm-hmm. you know Nigerians are very very resilient I want you to see somebody that they reject a visa like seven times and it keeps going and going because he believes we make it and because we are not lazy Nigerians will always make this balance. Then exchange rate, you hmm. know, by the time they do this work, send the money home and they change it. It gives them good money, you understand? So mm-hmm. I think that's the balance.
0: Hmm. Quite a number have sacrificed the loss to get their families out here or their children out here. <laughs> in the knowledge that when you know, they finish their education here or get a job, the want to be remitted back to their families. And then, you know, the cycle keeps on going. On, but at least their families are in a better place. And yes. if they have money, they can repay back that debt and then life goes on. Which That's again, it. yeah, which again, kudos to them, but call Nigeria, the giant of Africa. And there's a lot that can come at that and that is coming out from Nigeria. Still a lot that is untapped. And, mm-hmm. and the hope really is that we do get to a place whereby these are being identified and we have the right people in place to make sure that even the lady that is selling pride plantain on the street that can't afford to send her child abroad her child is still living in an environment that he can make it as well that's that's the Nigeria we're looking for that's the Nigeria that was before when our parents mm. we go back again that's how they left the Nigeria that we know of so we're hoping that things can can really get better. I mean, the world is now a global village, you know, different nuances linking all the continents together, especially technology. So what would your advice be to, to the current generation now that are looking to better themselves and their families? My advice would be that
1: they should just hang on. With all the bad experience and everything that is being mentioned, this yes. land is still a land that is filled with milk and honey with our population the mineral resources if we have good government and uh, you said something now you see for us to put the right people in government one other thing we need to do for those of us that are in the country we must all get our pvc and vote Mm. let's vote out these leaders that have not helped the country Mm. and until we have the love of the country at heart mm-hmm. and we are not self-centered. Mm-hmm. We cannot forge ahead. But mm-hmm. for these youths that are coming, like my daughter graduated and uh, she actually schooled in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? And everybody, this Japa that we are discussing and I'm like, okay, come and go, do something, do masters, do. She said, mommy, eh, I'll go, but I don't think I want to live outside. Mm-hmm. And I asked why. She said, mommy, there are opportunities, here. Yeah. I will just go, learn, and Come to the country to develop whatever it is that I'm interested in developing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's good. So you see, for people like them, we have to encourage them. There is hope for Nigeria, actually. There is hope for us. As long as we have the round pegs in the round holes, things will fall in place. By the time we have good leaders, we have people that are not self-centered, everybody being committed to this country called Nigeria. Mm. We we forge ahead.
0: It's a commitment, isn't it? It's, it's almost like signing a commitment document like every Nigerian, please be committed in, in whichever way. So so you have the ones that have left for yes. a period of reasons ensuring that their family are safe, secure and, and can live, you know, for another day with enough resources at hand. But then mm. there's also the youth, your daughter's age. And mm. we have a lot of youth also the diaspora that really want to go back to Nigeria. And so once we have that commitment, not just only amongst ourselves, not only amongst the youth, but also the, the higher level, which is the leadership level. Once there's that okay. accountability and that true need to really bring the glory back to Nigeria. I, I strongly believe I'm with you on that. And Nigeria will raise its head again. That, that's my own thought process. But whilst that is happening, yeah. we all owe it to ourselves to keep the conversation live, to keep it going to talk about the good things that are coming out from Nigeria, there's hardly a day that there's any new invention or anybody breaking boundaries. If there are a list of five people, there has to be a Nigerian there all over the world it's just that's how good the nigerians are and that's how resilient they are that's how committed they are to whatever it is that they find themselves doing so i'm I'm hopeful like you in terms of sustainable development just (laughs) me sustainability is what we need how do we sustain our thought processes our lifelong learning through things you know reading workshops and to ensure that it works so I know you go for all these conferences. What was the conference like the one you went to in Denver, Colorado?
1: Yeah, uh, It was on managing people in telecom industry. You know how we met? We met at the Wimboard training. Yes. And uh, because of that, I was just making myself ready for, a board appointment mm-hmm. so I decided to like okay I'm interested in telecom that's why I found the course and I, I went to attend and mm-hmm. it was very good because I met with people from over 16 countries and wow. you know they discuss how things work in the telecom industry what yeah. is happening it was a very good uh, workshop And uh, Hmm. since it was centered on management, you know, management, anywhere and everywhere, you have to manage people in the workplace. It was really a very good experience. And I look forward to attending others. Yeah. And uh, on this, our sustainable development, I think we should look into, uh, get them young. We have to start from primary school, inculcating some things into the children, talk to parents. Because I believe that family is the starting point of anything and everything that we have to do to make Nigeria a better place. Let's uh, we have to encourage parents to start inculcating some things into their children mm. from home, you understand? Mm-hmm. Then if there are, for, 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 for those in secondary school, we can organize workshops, keep training and retraining them, and we'll be in a better place.
0: I totally agree with you because even with the you know sustainable development, there's a big goal for us about education. Education, you know, promoting lifelong learning through reading, providing opportunities. And, and one of the things that my NGO does is also going to the primary schools, even nursery schools, you know, reading, mm. to, donating books. So we have a group in, in the UK that provide us with, with books, the LSF UK. Nigerian Schools Foundation, which comprises of people that have gone through different schools in Nigeria coming together and also trying so hard to want to give back for sustainable development. And I think if we have as many people in that space talking about the benefits, also talking about what it takes to get Nigeria, even ourselves as individuals, and then the country to where it should be, at least the conversation has started and minds are being prepared yeah oh wow it's been interesting and fascinating speaking to you for me i've loved every minute of it tell me how do you unwind what do you do to relax <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh how do i unwind i go to the cinemas okay. to watch film i have different beaches around where i stay okay i can just go to any of them to just sit down and watch the water and enjoy the breeze <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Then at times, at times I I read. Okay. I read.
0: Yes. Fantastic. Oh, that's good. Maybe one of these days Mm -hmm. when we have an outreach um, in Lagos, we'll we'll get you involved to 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 any school that's in good. Yes. Yeah. And then
1: I volunteer for anything that you want me to be involved. You see, I don't. I joined Junior Achievers of Nigeria recently
0: okay it's is an
1: NGO too so Mm -hmm. as a volunteer two months ago so that I can follow them
0: to schools yeah oh that's that's amazing well for me it's been a joy thank you so much again for your time (laughs) lovely speaking to you it's nice speaking to you too (laughs) thank you so do
1: you have any parting words before we say bye-bye? My parting word is let's let's just believe in the Nigeria of our dream and uh, one day at a time or one step at a time we will get there. Nigeria will definitely get better. You see, all these people that are giving us training free of charge they are just strategically placing themselves because they've seen that Nigeria is a fertile ground for anything and everything. So for mm-hmm. those of us that are the owner of Nigeria, we should see beyond the troubles that we have in this nation. Nigeria will rise again. Thank
0: Fantastic. you. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much for me, was, um Thank you
1: so much, tokuba It's nice speaking at least to speaking
0: you. Speaking
1: to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right then. So do
0: Thank take care so. of yourself and have a Are long you new year. Take Thank care. you. Bye. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you, sustainable friends, for tuning into today's episode. And we hope you feel empowered and ready to develop economic, environmental, and social solutions that will bring about positive change in your communities for a better Africa and beyond. By the way, you don't have to wait until the next episode to chat with me. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Let's Act Africa and tell me one thing this episode has convinced you to start doing. Also, if you found this episode insightful, please make sure you leave a rating, subscribe to our show, and share with others who you think can implement solutions in Africa and beyond. Remember, we're all in this together. Until next time, let's act Africa.